Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches, for going hexing. Happy fucking retrograde, everyone. <laughs> Literally emphasis on the fucking retrograde. Holy shit. Who else is feeling this? A raise of hands. Yeah, all of you? Oh, okay. I just all of you. My hand. Did you? <laughs> and I'm talking to our audience because I see all of you raising your hands too. Hey, me, <laughs> me, me again. I'm raising my yep. toe. My and your big bun. Toe. Your bun yeah. is right up. The bun is right up. Dude, this fucking retrograde sucks asshole. It's horrible. And there horrible. are six planets. If you don't know, there are six planets in retrograde right now. Could I name them all off the top of my head? Hell no. But you feel Do it. Do we know? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Um, that and... I guess like kind of witchy, like how witchy was my week? Like, I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was the day. So nine, nine, I mm-hmm. had a couple friends over and we did like a full moon circle, which was really dope. And mm-hmm. I just got out a bunch of different decks. We got a candle going. We got my Celine playlist going. I was like, okay, pick whatever deck you want. Let's see. Like I cleansed all of them. Like, let's just see like what they're saying. And it got really deep. really fucking emotional that I did not expect it was gonna happen didn't mean for some some crying and some stuff to happen oh yeah it was I was like fuck man but this full moon in Pisces obviously there's gonna be Mm. a lot of tears happening we've had tears (laughs) oh my god we've (laughs) all had tears so that on top of retrograde on top of just other shit it's like it's brutal. It's, yeah, it's been a wave, a big tidal wave. Yeah. Oh my god, I've had like one of the most stressful weeks I've had I know. in a while. Started out with a migraine, like just, a, and everybody at work is getting migraines too. It's crazy. It's mm-hmm. nuts. So, mm-hmm. I don't have a much of how wishy was your week. My week was trash, honestly. But let's recognize that because sometimes your week is going to be trash. Your day is going to be trash. Your month is going to be trash. Your year is going to be trash. You know, it happens and that's reality. And that's like, that's genuine, how genuine life is, you know? So let's hold space for it. Honestly, my hair feels like trash. Cause I haven't washed it in a long time. <laughs> so I mean, it's pretty trashy. She is. She's I'm waiting till tomorrow to like, she's doing her best. Thank you. I appreciate that. I yeah. I do. Um, Sean, do we have something really exciting that is popping up? Oh, yeah, we do. That's that's not trash. That's, oh, <laughs> not trash whatsoever. What's popping up on the shop? What's happening with us? Guys, we have two new Halloween oils coming out. They will be launching September 30th with something else that's actually launching court what else is launching on september 30th do you know um one of the best movies ever is coming out with a second movie Mm -hmm. yes and you want to know what one of our oils is kind of named after tell us court tell us fucking sanderson sisters we have an oil for you. Mm-hmm. Would it not? I mean, this is like so iconic. Yep. It, it's gorgeous. It's amazing. It's yep. fucking fantastic. It's spooky as fuck. I'm so excited. I'm salivating just thinking about the oils. <laughs> I'm salivating. salivating. <laughs> yeah, guys. So we have uh, 
like I said, two brand new oils. The one is called Sanderson Sisters Flying Oil, and it's intended to help with astral travel, nighttime witchy work, that fun under the moon in the garden, blooming like a moonflower work. And she is, she smells so delectable and beautiful. I just, I like love, she's so soothing, but she's also so like, I kind of call her like the dark goddess oil because she gives that dark goddess vibe. I really, really like it. And when you guys went wild for our practical magic oils, like we knew we had to make a Sanderson sisters oil because icons, icons, icons. And who knows, maybe we'll be bringing back the practical magic oils. I mean, you just got to watch that email list. You got to watch that email list. You got to watch out on the Instagram. Look at the reels. You know, all of that. And what is our second oil? Our second oil. I'm so excited. Okay. Our second oil is called seance and it's seance ritual oil. It is for spiritual communication and opening the door between realms. And it is your classic, gorgeous pumpkin, clove, cinnamon, caramel scents, and just all of the things to help aid in that spiritual connection. So two new amazing oils coming to the shop for Halloween season. Stay fucking tuned. Launching September 30th. I like, I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. I know. You know how, how I am a pumpkin. I am. You a are. How hard, not only how hard we go for pumpkins, but also how hard we worked on these oils. We hustled on these oils. So it's been like, it's been a months in the making and we just couldn't be more proud of ourselves and excited about these oils. Oh my God. They're, they're, that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, get ready. Get ready because it's spooky time. It is officially mm-hmm. spooky time. We're ready. We need it. You need mm-hmm. it. Um I'm wearing and, pants. And we're wearing pants. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Pants are here. No uh, shorts, I guess, are I mean, shorts will probably come back because we have that like kind of warm wave in shorts like the, still in the West Coast. So I don't know. There you I, go. Yeah. Okay. She was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. Like, so <laughs> I am not worn. I wore jeans. When did I wear jeans? Like two days ago. And I was like, why the fuck did I wear jeans? That was a bad idea. But then I wore Tragic. shorts the next day. Yeah. Really, really bad. But um, yeah, that's like really super exciting. And you know what? We have a really exciting episode for you because you love our first episode of the Simple Goddess series of Persephone. Mm-hmm. So we're very excited to tell this beautiful story. Who are we talking yes. about today, Sean? Well, speaking of dark goddesses, we are talking about the goddess Lilith. Mm. Mm. So excited. And, you know, there's a lot of debate on what role Lilith actually plays. Is she a goddess? Is she a demoness? Is she a, you know, a spirit of the night? What is she? Well, we're going to get into it. So I'm going to pop in with our resources for today's episode. Those are Encyclopedia of Spirits by Judica Illis, Find Your Goddess by Sky Alexander, and Lilith from New World Encyclopedia. All right, who is Lilith? Judica Illis says that no spirit possesses a more fabulous history than Lilith, among the most primordial of spirits and the most modern. Few, if any, are more powerful. Her earliest appearance in recorded history is in Sumeria, where she is somehow associated with Inanna. Although identified as a wind spirit, Lilith has profound associations with trees. She is a wild, free spirit who cannot be chained or contained. 
In the Sumerian myth of the Hulubu tree, Inanna makes the transition to an urban, settled agricultural environment when she instigates the chopping down of the sacred tree Lilith calls home, Lilith flees, remaining a spirit of the wilderness. Jewish legend identifies Lilith as Adam's first wife, the true first female, created not from Adam's rib, but from the earth simultaneously with him. Adam and Lilith's relationship quickly becomes contentious. She refuses to take direction from him, specifically refusing to lie beneath him during sex. Lilith demanded to be treated as an equal rather than a subordinate, basing her claim on their common origin. When Adam attempted to force her, Lilith uttered the secret, ineffable name of the creator and flew away, initiating the first divorce. Sky Alexander says that Lilith is one of the most misunderstood goddesses and frequently gets vilified in history and mythology as a demon or worse. Perhaps the first feminist figure she's discussed in the Bible and the Talmud, but also in ancient epics, including the millennials old epic of Gilgamesh. Lilith makes appearances in Sumerian, Babylonian, Assyrian, Canaanite, Hebrew, Mandian, Persian, Sabian, and Arabic myth and folklore. She may linger in Christianity under the guise of some Black Madonnas. She is an omnipresent figure in Jewish myth and folklore, but her name only appears once in the Jewish Bible, in Isaiah 34, 14. And even that reference is ambiguous because it may also be literally interpreted as screech owl. Lilith is the suppressed goddess who refuses to disappear. If she is not venerated, she will be feared. All right, let's talk about the mythos of Lilith. Around 3000 BCE, Lilith's first appearance was as a class of Sumerian storm spirits called the Lilithu, according to the New World Encyclopedia. The Lilithu were said to prey upon children and women and were described as associated with lions, storms, desert, and disease. Early portrayals of Lilithu are known as having bird talons for feet and wings. Later accounts depict Lilithu as a name for one figure and several spirits. These demons were originally storm and wind demons. However, later etymology made them into night demons. The only occurrence of Lilith in the Hebrew Bible is found in the book of Isaiah 34, 14, describing the desolation of Eden. The wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the wild beasts of the island, and the satyr shall cry to his fellow. The screech owl also shall rest there, and for herself a place of rest. This passage refers to Yahweh's day of vengeance, when the land will be transformed into desolate wilderness. The appearance of the word for Lilith, translated here as screech owl, is still contested by scholars, like much of her known history is. The precise meaning of the word is still debated, but most likely refers to a wild bird. Some scholars have suggested nightbird. Lilith is ever a figure of duality. Spirit of darkness and night, Lilith is both angel and demoness of conception, Illis says. Blame for miscarriage, stillbirth, crib death, and infertility. Lilith also bestows fertility when and if she chooses. She has dominion over sexual desire, erotic dreams, and sacred sex magic. Lilith resists attempts to classify or pigeonhole her. She breaks boundaries like the chain she abhors. Her name is synonymous with witch. She is frequently depicted as a vampire or succubus. 
She is a queen of demons and an angel of prostitution. Lilith leads 480 hosts of destroying angels and dangerous spirits. The number is derived from numerology based on the numerical value of the letters of her name. Yet 13th century Spanish Kabbalists describe Lilith as a ladder on which one can ascend to the rungs of prophecy. One myth, says Lilith, from other stories, say protected women and their babies, was punished for her audacity by being forced to give birth to 100 demon children each day, who then died, Sky Alexander says. Other legends say the night goddess Lilith shapeshifted into an owl and drank the blood of children while they slept. She's even said to have transformed herself into the serpent who convinced Eve to eat the apple and thus gain knowledge. Was she trying to cause trouble or help her sister? Conversely, some stories say Lilith nursed newborns when their mothers couldn't, giving them extra strength that only a deity could provide. According to legend, Lilith shapeshifted into an owl, the symbol of wisdom. An ancient Sumerian sculptor portrays her with wings and bird feet. She supposedly took up residence in the sacred Hulupu tree. In some cases, she's said to represent the tree's branches and parallel to the Kabbalah's tree of life, or have lived as the tree's spirit. Sometimes she's depicted with the head and torso of a woman and a serpent's lower body. She's so cool. And there's so, so many stories about her. Like this just scratches the surface about the ancient, truly ancient spirit that Lilith is. So I would encourage everyone to do further research. If you're interested, if if you're interested in this figure in worshiping her, welcoming her into your life or anything, just knowing more, I would suggest doing my research because she's so interesting. All right. Titles and epithets of Lilith. The Hebrew Lilith and the Akkadian Lilith too are female adjectives from the proto-Semitic root Lil or night, literally translating to nocturnal female night being or demon. Although cuneiform inscriptions where Lilith and Lilithu refers to disease-bearing wind spirits exist. One story tells us that Lilith once encountered the prophet Elijah, who immediately recognized her and demanded protective measures. Emphasizing the ambiguity of her personality, Lilith revealed tools that would guard against her, some of those being her other names, with which she vowed not to cause harm anywhere she saw or even heard those names. Unfortunately, the names were not immediately graven into stone. Allegedly, 13 or 17 names were given to Elijah, but more variations exist today. The possible names are Ebeko, Ebitu, Ebnukto, Emzio, Emil, Batna, Betua, Elio, Ik, Ils, Ita, Isorpo, Kali, Kia, Kakash, Mechira, Odom or Odem, Pritsa, Parchia, Pardashia, Parachia, Preta, Patrota, Petrota, Podo, Rafi, Strina, and Tilto. Apologies if I mispronounced any of those, but those are very hard. So uh, you did better than I could. So I mean, cool. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Here are the magical associations of Lilith. Lilith possesses many forms appearing as an old crone or beautiful young woman. She may appear as a woman from head to waist flame underneath. Lilith dresses in crimson, 
Her hair may be black or red, but it will be distinctive either because it is beautiful or because it is disheveled or both. Amid cultures where women's hair is traditionally bound and or covered, Lilith is loose and long. She manifests in animal form too, typically as a large black cat, black dog, or owl. Even when in human form, Lilith may display bird's feet, claws, or wings. The moon is Lilith's lantern. Her power increases with the waning moon. Lilith is also the name given to the three distinct space phenomena, Earth's hypothetical second moon, dark moon Lilith, the apogee of the moon's orbit, the furthest point of the Earth, and an asteroid. Lilith has associations with air, water, earth, and fire. Hebrew myth has her created from Earth. In Samaria, she began her incarnation as a wind spirit. She manifests as fire. The Zohar, holy book of the Kabbalists, explains that Lilith is nourished by water while the south wind spreads her influence. Lilith is as frequently found living in wells as she is in trees. She's associated with the zodiac sign Scorpio. Lilith loves all wild animals, but has a special affinity for jackals, hyenas, wildcats, black cats, black dogs, ostriches, snakes, spiders, and dragons. Her sacred mount is a dragon in which form she not only rides, but may also manifest as. The owls is her sacred bird and messenger. Her flower is a lily. Lilith is happiest in desolate wilderness, far removed from civilization. Same. She loves forests, crossroads, seacoasts, and especially the desert. When Lilith fled from Adam, she went to dwell in a cave in the desert on the shore of the Red Sea, reputedly still her favorite place. When she approaches people, she makes homes for herself in trees and wells, provide them for her to keep her close. Now, last part of the Google Doc, honoring Lilith. Lilith can encourage you to stand up for your rights and beliefs. Do you feel unvalued? Are you being treated in an inadequate way? Perhaps you aren't being paid for what you deserve, or you're expected to put more effort in than your coworkers or even your boss, and you're not receiving recognition for your merit. From a tarot deck, choose the Empress card, which signifies feminine power, and meditate with it to gain perspective on how to handle your situation and claim your right to authority. Do you have questions, concerns, or anxiety related to your sexuality? Are your needs unfulfilled? Does your passionate spirit seem threatening to others? Ask Lilith to help you confront your fears and or other people's judgment regarding your sexuality or just in general. Learn about snakes as age-old symbols of magic, knowledge, healing, transformation, and sexuality. Let Lilith help you express your sexuality in the way that you want to. You can offer Lilith a multitude of things and worship to her. Frankincense, although endangered, is noted as a favorite. However, one could reason that a non-vulnerable tree resin would also do. Lilith is also often offered plates of jam, images, or statues of her beloved animals. Plant a tree in her honor or care for a tree that is being neglected. She may just decide to make her home in it. I really do believe that she is really needed right now. Oh, yeah. What I like most about Lilith is that the symbol of her, she helps us to learn how to turn that darkness into power. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think 
you and I have gone through a lot of dark periods in our lives. And even during, you know, making this podcast, we talk about all the time how we have like very emotional periods that we go through. We're both struggling with our hormones. We're both struggling with our emotions and we're trying to find balance in our lives. And I think that looking to Lilith as a figure that can help us understand that duality, help us to understand how we can really draw back in our power, how we can take control. And something that you and I have trouble doing is standing up for ourselves. We never push back and we need to, you know? Which is so wild because as Leo's, you would think- I know, Leo's you would get think. a bad reputation of being like a bitches when like we're yeah. just flat out saying how we feel when like that's not that's not us like we have that but our Libra moon is really I know I think like you and I we really just we're two people that really just want to support others and we instead of making waves we would just prefer to work things out to collaborate to have conversations instead of like being in big drawn out fights with people I, I think it's so it's such a waste of time absolutely you know Absolutely. when you can resolve things. So I feel like Lilith, if you lean on that energy to like help you kind of, you know, not just shy away from a, a confrontational conversation because you're intimidated, you know, you can have a conversation with someone about something that's bothering you or something that's bothering them, but you can also stand up for yourself in a way that's respectful, you know, both to that person and to yourself. So I think we need to remember self-respect when it comes to Lilith. Mm, I agree with you. Also, I love, I remember when you were doing this Google Doc and you texted me and you're like, yo, you know that one of Lilith's name is Elio? And mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, my fish in New York that I had like for almost two years, that little fucker was amazing. He was the best mm -hmm. fish I ever had. He was so strong. He was yeah. this beautiful black beta fish with red and blue. And there was something really special about him. I don't know mm -hmm. what, like every time I would look at him, I'm like, you're, there's something special about you. Yeah. And I just, it was so cool that when you told me that, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, my guy. My <laughs> boy. Rest in peace, Elio. We, I miss you a lot. But yeah, I love, like, that's so funny that you correlated that with your beta fish because like, it's kind of funny, but like Lilith kind of is beta fish energy, you know, oh, like yeah. oh, I, my God. I fucking love beta fish. They're so cool and interesting and like just majestic and beautiful. And like, they're fucking fisticuff fighters, bitch. Like they will oh, take you God. out, they're you know, out for survival, out for blood, man. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I, I have had many um, beta fish that I have loved. I had one, my first beta fish was a red, ironically red Lilith color beta fish, um, named spice. And he lived so long. And my latest beta fish, um, was named fury and he See? was a badass, absolute See? badass. And yeah. And speaking of animals. So I told, I told you about this earlier, but, um, when I was, so as you guys no, if you follow us on Instagram, mostly in all our episodes, we take all our own pictures to, to promote the episode and to like, you know, have that little piece of us go into the episodes. 
And um, so whenever those pictures that we're posting on the Instagram, it's, it's always stuff that we usually take. So when I was going out to take a picture for Lilith's episode, um, I was going out to my uh, woodland altar in the, in the backwoods behind my house. There's a, this beautiful tree stump that was, you know, probably cut down like 50 years ago um, or even fell down 50 years ago and it's covered in moss. It's really beautiful. And if you guys follow us on the Instagram, you'll see it. You'll know what I'm talking about. But as I was going out to take that picture for Lilith's episode, not even 10 feet in front of me, a fox was hanging out, just hanging out, sniffing around. And he caught my eye and I caught his eye and we held each other's attention for about 70 seconds. I would say it was this really crazy, beautiful connection And then I went to raise my phone to take a picture of him and he skidded off. And then he actually, he stopped, looked back at me for a little while. And I felt like he was trying to tell me something. Like I just felt this deep connection with this fox. And it reminded me so much of Lilith, like this kind of trickster figure, you know, and it's, that's not the only thing a fox is or, or Lilith is correlated with, but it's this, you know, this small little predator that may look really innocuous and, you know, um, cuddly and cute, but really they are badasses. They're amazing hunters. They will literally like fly away from you if you make even the sudden move. And they're so fast and they're so powerful. They really are so powerful and ingenious and um, they're survivalists. And I think that word survivalist, Lilith is a survivor. She teaches us how to be survivors. And I kind of feel like in that moment, I was looking at Lilith a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, that's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. That was definitely her saying thank you. Yeah. For like, you know, connecting and raising, raising the name. And, you know, like we've talked about this before, but like invoking names, names are powerful, Mm -hmm. you know? So when you're, you're talking to these spirits or gods or goddesses, you know, we just in this doc talked about how many names Lilith has and how she, she holds names as power, you know? So it's just really interesting how these gods and goddesses and spirits come to us during times that really make sense that we really need them. I think Lilith came at the right time. She did. She really did. And We really do hope you enjoyed this episode because this is a very, very empowering, very empowering episode. All of our Simple Goddess series, like they're all going to be very empowering because they are, they're very, they are powerful, powerful, powerful deities. So we really hope you enjoy this episode. We hope that you enjoyed our last episodes. You know where to find us on the Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and on Google Podcasts and on the website. You better fucking get ready September 30th. We got Mm -hmm. Seance and Sanderson Sisters. We are fucking flying, guys. We're fucking flying. Let's go. Come, we fly. (laughs) We fly. We fucking fly. So um, put yourself on the email list because we always send out goodies for it. Mm-hmm. And you know to find us on the Instagram, DM us for questions. You know where we're at. Um, Sean, drink our water as always. Yeah, drink your water. Uh, you know, honor your gods. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. Yeah, and happy spooky season. And we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.